better go vegan really soon. That's right, it's time for another edition of Vegan Radio. Yay. And we're here with vegan belly dancers and Scott and me. <laughs> it's the perfect combo. It's Meganless. Oh, and we have a special guest waiting in the wings. Waiting in the wings. So uh, today's show, Megan is in France, and it's time for us to dance. Woo-hoo. We've got um, <laughs> Amethyst from Pittsburgh, and we have Shayna from Northampton, and they're both vegan belly dancers. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. Is your microphone working? I think, I think so. You put is. that baby up to your mouth. Is this working? <laughs> yes. I think so. Is this good. working? I think my headphone levels need to be adjusted. Of course they do. So, uh... Here check, we are. check, sibilance, sibilance. Here we are. And the uh, music you just heard is Rake and the Caveman, which is great belly dancing music. And uh, Rake is apparently vegan. Is that right, Amethyst? Rake is vegan, and her name is spelled R-A-Q-U-Y, just for the record, if anybody wants to um, learn more about her. R-A-Q-U-Y. And you can find a link to her and her music in our show notes, veganradio.com. You are listening to WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM. Today we have a very special episode of Vegan Radio, I believe, because we're going to have live belly dancing in the studio. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do the audio belly dancing thing, which is... <laughs> um, I'm not exactly sure how it works, but I think it, I think it has a similar effect to visual belly dancing. They have these coin belts, and they're in the special bag. And uh, um, Shana here, um, since Megan's not here, we, sh- we found out that Shana is actually a vegan baker, too. But she's gluten-free because she's got celiac disease. So we do have a vegan baker. And uh, we have the hotness factor. <laughs> we always have the hotness factor, Derek. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like Megan's here. Oh, my goodness. They're gearing up already. <laughs> I wasn't quite ready yet. <laughs> yeah, well, when they said they'd be here with bells on, they weren't kidding. <laughs> um so, and we also have a special guest, um, Selena, who has been vegan since birth, and she's going to come in and talk to us in a little bit. Wait, that's impossible. <coughs> if you if you have a vegan child, I mean, you've basically got a dead baby on your hands. Well, if, I mean, if you have a vegan child, you know, you're you're definitely a neglectful parent. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is, isn't her mother in jail for life? Selena's mother? Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> it might be on another charge, though. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know what we're referring to, <laughs> there was an editorial in the New York Times this past week, and uh, we covered it in our last show a little bit because the, the breaking story was, you know, the sentencing of a Georgia couple who were, you know, neglectful of their baby and uh, were sentenced to life, and the big headline was "Vegan Couple Sentenced to Life for Neglect." And uh, there's been a lot of editorializing about this on the web and on on New York Times. Now, somehow, we had plenty of time to find out that you know it's you know there are plenty of ways you can raise a vegan child, but New York Times apparently doesn't have the time and resources to figure this stuff out. So they went and instead found uh, someone who could raise a little controversy and put a little uh, spin on the whole thing by doing a uh, an editorial. Well, they recent recently also did the editorial that. Uh saying that Hitler was a vegan or a vegetarian and he's not. Uh, so they're they're I don't know why the New York Times is trying to slander vegans, but I think we should start our own newspaper called the New York Times. Ah. I think that would be good. All the moves that fit to print. <laughs> um but anyway, so um our belly dancers here, we should start talking to them because vegan radio really doesn't sound good without the female 
input. It's true. Where's the laughter? <laughs> you guys, don't be so shy over there. Yeah. All right. Amethyst, talk to us. You have a vegan radio, I mean, a, a vegan belly dancing studio? Um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I rent various, various studio locations, and I also have a home studio. And, yes, I give discounts to vegan students. Really? <laughs> hmm. I think everyone in Pittsburgh is going to come and say they're vegan now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and how about you, Shana? How long have you been doing belly dancing? Um, I've been dancing for a couple of years now. Um, most recently, I've been studying under Rose Champagne in Northampton. But Rose Champagne. Does everyone have, like, these crazy names in the belly dance Actually, community? Actually, Rose Champagne is her real name, not a stage name. Come on. <laughs> wow. I didn't believe it either. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a prerequisite to have a funny name. So, so what's her stage name, like Margaret or something? No, Rose doesn't take a stage name. Oh. Well, with a name like that, you don't need a stage name. Scott and I are trying to think up stage names for ourselves. Hmm. <laughs> Yes. I, I'm I think I'm going to be El Bandito. El Bandito? <laughs> El I always thought Gato. Substance D would work well for you. Substance D. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any of that? Um, yes, I'm, 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 I'm on it right now, my friend. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think Megan's here in spirit, but she's actually in France, and uh, that's where the naked ladies dance, mm. as I've heard. <laughs> but we, have, uh, on, we only get the belly version here, so... Um, do you guys want to, do you find that there is a connection between veganism and belly dancing? Absolutely. Um, for me, veganism and belly dancing are the two most spiritual things in my life. And I feel that they're very much connected. And actually there are a lot of very well-known belly dancers, including my teacher, Ansuya in San Francisco, who is vegan. There are a lot of, um, very well-known people who make that connection between veganism and belly dancing. I think that veganism and belly dance both open up a very deep part of a person and you become very in touch with yourself and in touch with the people and, and beings around you through both. And I feel that, um, I mean, for me, veganism is an, is an art form too, because I love to cook, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, um, for me, both are art forms, but they're both very deep and spiritual. And they both have to do with bellies. <laughs> yes, they do. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> what's inside the belly is just as important as what's outside the belly. That's right. Or the ring through the belly button. <laughs> yeah, people who uh, only think of the outside of the belly are very shallow. You have to think about the inside, too. How about you, Shana? So you've, uh, uh, you said that you went vegan around the time that you found out you had celiac disease. Uh, yes, I had a couple friends that were vegan, and I was considering going vegetarian. And the more I learned about veganism, the more I thought that that would be the way to go. So I just made this big life change all at once, and it's probably the best thing I ever did, and I'm really happy. So your health has improved? Oh, um, oh yes. <laughs> I I used to get sick all the time, but since becoming vegan, I I feel a lot better. I have a lot more energy, and that helps you belly dance. Definitely. There's the connection. <laughs> <laughs> There's also something to be said for um, belly dancers are very good at making eye contact with the other dancers and becoming so in touch with the other dancer that you can move at the same pace. You can move perfectly in sync with somebody just by becoming in tune with their energy. And I think that belly dancers often are people who are sensitive to other people's energy and the life around them. And I think that that's um, something that vegans also have. Vegans are very in tune with the energy of the people and beings around them. So I think that's another way that 
the spiritual aspects of veganism and belly dance are connected for me. So you told me that you know a lot of vegan belly dancers. It seems to be like a phenomenon. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, just like Shana said before, she Googled vegan belly dancers and found me. <laughs> At one point, I Googled vegan belly dancers and found a whole list of them. And um, Carolina Nariccio from Fat Chance Belly Dance, who is a very popular troupe in San Francisco who started the American tribal style belly dance, um, Carolina and her partner, Mega, are both vegan as well. Um, and Suya, who I mentioned, the belly dance superstar who I study with in San Francisco, is vegan. Um, and the list goes on and on. There are many belly dancers who I found out were vegan. Jelena of the Belly Dance Superstars is Jolina, vegan. Jelena. Jelena. <laughs> She's actually Shake their artistic director. Yeah. So some pretty powerful <clears throat> ladies in the belly dance world are vegan. And you started a, a tribe on tribe.net for vegan belly dancers. Yes, vegan belly dancers and musicians. Oh, really? So me and Scott could get on there. Yeah, I, I'm buying a drum this week, so, you know, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I'm an I'm a acapella guy. <laughs> yes, we heard you earlier. <laughs> World-renowned. It's fabulous. World-renowned. That's awesome. So, um, and on your website, you also have a list of links to vegan belly dancers. Yeah, I have a, a vegan cultural artist link page, which was starting off as a vegan belly dancers link page. But then I found out Anushka Shankar, one of my favorite musicians, and Rocky from Rocky and the Cavemen are, are vegan. And uh, since they're not particularly focusing on belly dance, they're focusing on music, um, I decided to put other vegan cultural artists on my, on my vegan links page. That's awesome. Are you trying to compete with Veganica? <laughs> if you are, we're going to take you out. No, I put a Veganica ad on my website somewhere, oh, the one okay. with the rocking little baby. Oh, you're covering with the oh. tattoos. <laughs> covering you behind. I, I suppose see. we'll have to link to her website. Now. Oh, man. Well, she's on Veganica. Oh, that's right, too. And uh, Shane is going to be on there very soon. I can feel it. I can feel it. As soon as I make a website. For those of you who don't know, Veganica.com is a website for um, vegetarian and vegan artists. And, of course, we like the vegan ones the best because we're biased. Yep. And if we get enough belly dancers on there, we're going to start a, a separate dance section. Yep. We're going to have the belly dance <laughs> section. We'll put the videos up. We'll do the whole thing. Yeah. We're going to be... Yeah, have you uh, added the YouTube capability? You did, didn't you? Yeah, you can put up YouTube videos. It's great. It's yeah. very simple. Or Google videos. That's nice. Oh, that's yes. Nice. And uh, any musicians out there that want to have your music featured on our show, that's the way to do it. Join Veganica, upload some music, and we'll check it out and hopefully get you on the show. Yeah, and just to let people know, we talked to somebody at, at uh, we went to this Farm Animal Sanctuary uh, benefit, and we met our biggest fan. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Sorry, man. I Thomas. Your name. Thomas. Thank you. Uh, Shout out to Thomas. Yeah, he was he was just uh, a big uh, raving glowing. about the show. Yeah, he was he was just full of love. And he came up and said, "Are you Derek Goodwin?" Yeah, he was. He came specifically to see you, didn't he? I think so. He, you know. But he he mentioned he he thought that Veganica was all about music, and you know we got to let people know that it's for visual artists, writing, uh, audio, and we definitely video, need more video it. people on there. So if you're vegan and you do some kind of video thing, even if it's small and cheesy. <laughs> absolutely all right so um we have selena out waiting in our um, vip studio out there and uh so we want to get her on and talk more about this new york times op-ed article um so we're gonna play a little more um Raquet and the cavemen now uh 
Amethyst, you said that you do a couple routines to some of their songs. What are the songs that you... Um, there's a song called Rick Duet, which I have created a, an American cane tribal belly dance to. And there's a song called Osama, which I made a wild tribal choreography to. And um, I have an upcoming DVD, a performance DVD called Electro Belly. And Rocky and the Cavemen gave us permission to use both of those songs um, on the DVD. So they will be featured on our upcoming DVD, Electro Belly. Excellent. Well, we have the song Osama. Ready to play. So we're going to play this song and get Selena set up in here. And then stay tuned because later in the show, we're going to have live belly dancing on the radio for the first (laughs) time ever. Yeah, we might even join in. And if you live in the area and you have a video camera and want to come in and make this little YouTube video, speed on over here. (laughs) And our number for anyone who wants to call in is uh, 413-585-1033. We'd love to have some callers today since we don't have any phone interviews lined up. And this is Rocky and the Cavemen with Osama. <laughs> Northampton, do you feel it? 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. That's Rakay and the Caveman. Wow. With their song, Osama. Right. And those jingly bells you heard weren't, weren't uh, Amethyst and... Shana. Shana. It was just on the tape. Yep. <laughs> so we have uh, Selena Ditburner here. Did I say it right? <laughs> you sure did. Really? Good. Sometimes I get it right. It's a miracle. Um, Selena. So, uh, so we were talking earlier about this New York Times op-eds piece about um, the vegan baby that died. Basically. Death by veganism. Death by nice veganism. Title. Um, it was definitely a very sensationalist piece uh, made to, I don't know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make vegans look bad just because this uh, couple was. Uh, the more words that are bantered back and forth about this, the more pages they fill and the more things they sell. Yeah. That's my take on it. Yeah. yeah. They just like to be sensationalizing. On the other hand, they're also dumbing down the population. So, uh, you know, yeah. for all their little games, it actually has an actual consequence. So. I'm sure many of their sponsors are uh, meat and dairy pushers. Oh, no doubt. So it, it all works out for them until Garden Burger gets really big. That's right. It takes <laughs> over. Um, so Selena, Selena. Selena That's me. Works at Evolution with uh, Oh Sweet Mama, Megan, yep. and myself. Yep. And uh, I, I know quite a few uh, people who have been vegan since birth. Right? You know, I know some vegan families and stuff. But you are the one I know best in Northampton. So <laughs> probably the longest too, since I'm 24. So and that this, goes a long ways back. Yeah, 24 years. So you made it 24 years without eating any animal products. How did you do it? Well, I tasted it, but I you didn't tasted like it? it. Did you have like a rebellious phase in your teen years when you went to McDonald's or something? Or? No, no, definitely not. Why would I eat that crap? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well put. <laughs> no, actually my parents said, I don't remember this, but when I was really little, like, I don't know, two or three, um, I guess I would break out within 10 or 15 minutes of eating any dairy products. Oh, yeah. So I had like an extreme reaction to it if I was exposed to it, like unconsciously or whatever. Well, I think I think a lot of babies have these reactions. Uh, you know, they get ear infections and rashes and stuff that are, you know, supposedly just part of being a baby. But really, they're caused by trying to eat the milk of another species. Yeah. So, uh, so... How did how did you end up getting dairy when you were a little kid? There was <laughs> family functions, family like their gatherings, going to friends' houses or whatever. Yeah, it's just it happened. So it was your parents never like tried to second guess themselves and think that you needed animal protein. <laughs> they were they heck were, no. They're gung ho the whole way. Yeah, totally. Same with my brother, who's a little bit older than me. And I, he's okay. He's not in a hospital or anything. No, no, he's, he's not like on a. He's totally fine, a, functioning well, smart as can be. Really? How yeah. how smart can be? Well, he's a jack of all trades. Let's just is put it he? that way. So yeah. am I. Cool. Must be a vegan thing. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> are, you a, are you a Jill of all trades? Sure, sure, I can do that. So yeah. you have a uh, cleaning business in town. Yep, I do house cleaning. I do photography. Do you use all all vegan products in your business? I try to when I can. Yeah. 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 And like a non toxic? Are you guys yep. like uh, all for that? Totally. Cool. Yeah. And you're a photographer? I am a photographer. Are you yep. going to put yourself on Veganica soon? Or? Sure, sure. We've got to talk about it. 
Yeah. You never thought about it? No, I said we got to talk about it. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's just as easy as signing up online. Well, let's do it. Enough talking. <laughs> Time for action. <laughs> yeah, totally. So have you ever belly danced? No. no. <laughs> you should start. <laughs> I think I should. Vegan belly dancers rule the world. <laughs> so yeah. I hear. <laughs> First vegan cupcakes, now vegan belly dancers. <laughs> Um, so let's um, talk some more about this New York Times article. Um, we have with us. Well, it says that the baby wasn't breastfed. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, that, that's the main problem. You know, so it's this whole thing. Like, just because the baby was vegan and the parents were either Doesn't irresponsible or um, ignorant of how to take care of an infant. You know, the best w- the best food for an infant human is obviously mother his mother his or her mother's milk. Yep. Right, and they really need it, you know, and they say up to two years of age if you really want to boost the immune system and get the you know, maximal yeah. health benefits. Uh, also, these this couple didn't even consult a doctor Jeez. during the entire pregnancy or afterwards, and so it was, they were very, very neglectful, ultimately. And, <laughs> so you know, they were feeding the baby apple juice and soy milk, Yeah, which is uh, all soy milk says right on it, do not. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. If they can read, then, I don't. Uh, are, do you, did you? I couldn't figure out from any of the things I've read whether they were um, native to this country or if they were like <laughs> didn't understand the language or. Um, yeah, I get. I I don't know. I think it would have mentioned if they if they were from somewhere else uh, or if they were had been recent immigrants. I think they were just you know residents of Georgia. And they were African Americans. African Americans in Georgia. Yeah, educated by the Georgia educational where system. Where racism still thrives. Um, yeah, rather it does everywhere, but rather I suppose I'm, I don't know too much about it personally. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure that one one that tends had to something to do with the uh, sentencing of life in prison. <clears throat> yeah. For something that you know, obviously, I don't think they maliciously wanted to hurt their child. No, if if anything, it's just uh, you know, just really uh, Ignor- neglect, ignorance. And, yeah. So yeah, so that it's sad, and it's sad that the child died. It's sad that they've got this sentencing, and now it's it's really, you know. And then this uh, article in the New York Times is really sad, taking advantage of yeah. Well, it's it's a sensationalist article, and it's you know just like a lot of news, you know, playing on a tragedy to make things even worse for the human race. So Selena has been vegan since birth. Yeah, and I won't brag or anything, but I was breastfed till I was like four. Wow. So maybe that has something to do with it and eating mm-hmm. lots of nutritional foods and supplements and spirulina. So what was, was your, back back when you were a child, veganism was still relatively unknown. and um, Definitely. Could you talk about what your diet well, was back then? Back then it was a lot harder to find stuff to um, process and buy and make and eat because... It wasn't as well known for people to be vegan, but um, nowadays it's a lot easier. Everything's out there. I mean, what the heck? Do you remember We're on the radio. What, do you remember what your parents it. were feeding you? Uh, lots of grains and vegetables, and we did a lot of soy stuff back in the day, but we're kind of like researching that differently and seeing if that's a good idea or not. Yeah, well, before it was genetically home. modified, it might yeah. have been well, better. I think, I think soy in moderation is, is what, you know, you shouldn't base your diet around tofu. No, definitely not. I don't think it's harmful to have a little bit of it in your diet, you know, a reasonable <laughs> amount. Yeah, everything was organic, 100%. They were very hardcore on that, for sure. And I ate spirulina a lot. That was, like, one of the main things that gave me my B12. And 
all those nutritions that you need to oh, be cool. alive. Did, did you take your own school lunch? I actually um didn't go to school. I was self-educated at home. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. The plot was, thickens. <laughs> the plot thickens. I was going to ask if all the other kids always wanted to eat your food instead, because when I was younger and I was vegetarian, if I packed my own lunch, all the kids wanted to eat it, and they didn't want to eat the school lunches that they had in front of them. They wanted to eat <laughs> nice. all of my food that my mom made. Oh. Nice. <laughs> well, they probably would have if they were there and if I was there, but yeah. <laughs> if Selena was there, she would have been beating you up and taking your <laughs> We would have fought Because she's it. been vegan since birth, so she's very strong and healthy. <laughs> did you learn how to cook at a young age? I did. That was one of the good things about being at home and being vegan so yeah and now she's using her skills at evolution cafe yeah come on over to bring veganism to the world (laughs) yeah definitely um anything you'd like to tell our listeners i know i said i wouldn't put you on the spot (laughs) (laughs) this Um, is your 15 minutes of fame here so (laughs) take advantage Try and eat local and organic if you can. That's like the main thing. And definitely um definitely just go with what your body feels, you know? So you're feeling healthy? No. You ever been hospitalized for more than No. A minute? Uh-uh. You no. never even seen a hospital? Well, yeah, to visit family, unfortunately, that were in the hospital. The ones who still eat meat. Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and how's your parents doing? They're still vegan? Yeah, they're still vegan, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. That's excellent, Selena. Thank I'm you. glad you came in. See, it wasn't that bad. You were worried, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> I always pick on Selena at work, so she's worried that I'm going to try me. to humiliate her in front of the world. But you I'm not that kind of Derek. guy. I'm a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, you only privately humiliate her. I'm nice at heart. <laughs> Uh-oh, we got a color. All right. Um, Scott, ask Selena a question. Let's see. Oh, put you on the spot now. Oh, yeah, I know, really. I'm so bad at asking questions, but, uh, well, uh, let's see. If I were to ask you a question, I suppose it might be, um, you know, what would be your your advice to people who are thinking about, um, you know, raising their children as vegans and haven't really approached it yet? I mean, can they call your mom and find out how to do this? I mean, is there <laughs> is there some kind of, like, resource out there that, you, you know, you, you guys relied upon, or was it all just, you know knowing what you knew and going where you went um yeah they could definitely call my mom she's read a bazillion <laughs> books that's where she got her research and yeah. talking to other people so. and uh, did the new york times ever call you to ask you about you know your no, situation I don't think new york times even knows that i exist oh well they do well, now. they should <laughs> <laughs> they true. do now because we're coming after them. yep in fact they're calling us uh, oh, no. they're, they're harassing <laughs> us right now time for me to go <laughs> <laughs> My friend Jo Stepanek is a vegan cookbook author, and she wrote um, a book called Raising Vegetarian Children, oh, and nice. it's um, about raising vegan children. Cool. It's a good book. I was wondering if you ever read any of the um, books, if you have any suggestions to people who are looking for books. for. <laughs> I haven't read many books lately on that topic, just because I feel like I know what I'm okay, you doing. You already know what you're yeah, doing, yeah. It, obviously, but to help other people, yeah, it'd probably be a good idea. Well, hold on, guys. We Maybe seem you could to write have one. a. Maybe I could. Oh, we'll carry on. But we seem to have a caller who uh, who has something to add to this dialogue. Hopefully, he's not going to harass us. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Hi, Vegan Radio. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. Um. So uh, I wanted to say a few things. First of all. I wanted to say I didn't catch which one of you uh, lived off of spirulina, but I love the stuff. 
Um, that's, that's Selena, the spirulina. Selena. Uh, so, oh, well, that's easy to remember. Selena, spirulina. Okay. Um, <laughs> now so, I've humiliated her on the air. <laughs> now she's happy. But, um, I mean, I, I will openly admit I am not vegetarian yet, but I'd like, I'm kind of heading in that direction. I'm mostly vegetarian. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, so I love spirulina. I think it's great. I've, I've tried uh, green algae, the stuff ge- that's generically called green algae, and I just don't like it at all, but I love spirulina. So um, Yeah, the superfood stuff is really good, too. Yeah. It's a combination of things. Kenneth Williams gave me this big uh, jar of spirulina when he was here. Try and get the organic stuff if you can, because there's a um, lot of blue-green algae out there, and it's not actually that healthy for you because it's... Well, I won't go there, but anyway, get the organic stuff. It's grown on a toxic lake. I've always used is Earthrise. I believe that's organic. Hmm. Okay. Sure sounds organic. Um, but anyway, uh, my other, one of my other comments is I'm surprised that you guys are surprised that the New York Times is anti-vegan. I went, they're a corporate newspaper. I'm sure they get lots of connections and monies and things from, like, the meat and dairy industry. Hmm. Um you we know, might be feigning I mean, surprise a little bit. Because, <laughs> right. uh, you know, we're surprised in a way that any newspaper is anti or pro anything. I mean, wasn't journal- isn't journalism supposed to be uh, the fifth estate, you know, sort of a, something accountable to the people and uh, for our benefit and not for their own? Well, supposed to be. You're talking crazy over there. Thing. Well, it's a theory, you know, a theory that espoused by our founding fathers and so forth. But, I no, mean, the New York Times is so full of lies that they, that fair, uh, fairness and accuracy in reporting actually has an entire uh, newsletter or magazine, I forget which, that they print every month, I believe it is, that just the whole uh, publication, all it does is counteract the lies in that month's New York Times. Beautiful. Um, so the New York Times has never, never been a good newspaper. People think it is, but it's completely biased and has nothing to do with the truth. Right Excellent. On. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> the newspaper of record, the one that writes history, is is biased. I'm shocked. We're yeah, with well, you. Um, the only the only really big name newspaper I know of, that, and I think they've become, you know, not so great now, but that used to be good was the Boston Globe. I know they used to have some pretty good articles, but uh, but I think they've changed hands a few years ago, and I don't think they're really that great anymore. Yeah, well, the Christian Science Monitor can be pretty good, too. Um, the Christian Science Monitor is great, but they're not like one of the... I mean, they are kind of one of the big newspapers, but they're a big alternative newspaper. They're not one of the big mainstream newspapers. Right. And I mean, basically, as far as the Christian Science Monitor is concerned, I think pretty much on any issue except maybe medicine, they're, pro- they're really good. Mm-hmm. I, you know, obviously they wouldn't be that great on medicine because Christian scientists don't believe in medicine. But, um, right. but anyway, so the New York Times, you know, anyone who thinks they're getting the truth from the New York Times is fooling themselves. Um, another comment, another, qu- well, this is a question, actually. Okay. Um, I love belly dancing. <laughs> um, <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> not doing it, but hearing the music and watching it, I mean. Um, and... Um, I went to a, a dance studio in New York City many years ago that had an open house. They do all kinds of international dancing there. And there was a woman, supposedly she's pretty famous, I can't remember her name at the, at the moment, but she uh, explained a bit about the history of dancing from the region. 
and she said there's like basically two different types of dance. There's the traditional dance, and she did one of each of the dances for us. Uh, one is the traditional dance, which is done completely clothed. She had like a long skirt, her arms were covered, she had a headscarf, not a burqa or anything, but a scarf covering her hair. And then she said there was belly dancing, which originally was not for public consumption. It was not an entertainment. It was originally done in the complete privacy of a women's only tent with a bride who was going to be married the next day. And the women did it completely nude, and they did it as a way of teaching the bride how to make love, basically, which is why there's all the hip movements and things wow. like that. And I was wondering if either of the guests know how it made a transition from a women's only, basically, sex education form to the public entertainment form that it is today. Um, actually, there are many stories out there about where belly dance originated, and some of it predates even all of the things that you're talking about. And um, the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics, a lot of the positionings that you see are positionings of the arms and of the body that are still today found in belly dance. So um, it's it's very much believed that belly dancing predates all of the things that you're talking about. And as belly dance um, traveled through different areas of the world, um, it left its influence differently on different people. So yes, I have heard all of those stories that you're talking about, that um, it, it has assisted in childbirth, it has assisted in um, female sexuality, it has assisted in a lot of Love things. making. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very important to realize that... Um, it, as a dance travels through, different people it, grasp it differently. So that's that's not all that belly dancing is, even though those stories are out there. Belly dancing has also been used for completely non-sexual spiritual reasons and just for um, health and physical beauty and physical exercise um, and performance. So, yes, I have heard all of those stories that you're talking about, but there's much more to it than that. And for a lot of people, there's nothing sexual about it. Um, well, although some people do find liberation from it. It's been used for different purposes throughout history. Exactly, yes. The, the Roma people in India, um, this is another story about um, belly dancing traveling. The Roma people from India who were called gypsies ignorantly because they were thought to be from Egypt, although they weren't, they were from India, they traveled and they left traces of their dance on um, in Turkey, they left traces of their dance with the Turkish um, dance that already existed. So now what you see in Turkey is a little bit of a combination of what the Roma people passed through and the dance that they already had in their country. And then in Egypt, they took it to a different level, and you see like the cabaret um, kind of belly dance that you see at restaurants with the glistening costumes and stuff. And then as a belly dance eventually made its way to America, you see a lot of tribal style belly dance. What so is tribal style exactly. I've um, never heard of that. Tribal style belly dance is it's a world fusion kind of belly dance with a, an American touch to it. There's a woman named Carolina Noricchio from Fat Chance Belly Dance in San Francisco who is said to have started and she's vegan, who is yeah. said to have started the American tribal style of belly dance. What it is is uh, <laughs> um, tribal style belly dance, the, the Carolina and Fat Chance style is um, women dress 
stress as if you are in a tribe together and you dance so in tune with each other that it gives a very tribal feel to the audience and to the dancers themselves. So um, that's another angle that belly dance was taken into. So yes, although uh, I did hear all of those stories that you're talking about, they're very popular stories in the belly dance world, it's uh, important to realize that belly dance has affected different people in different ways, so it's not the same for everybody. Well, that certainly makes sense. Okay. Most, most things don't come from only one place. That's so um, true. But well. when you say the Roma people, do you mean <laughs> the, the same people that are called Romani? Yes. So they're not actually gypsies? Uh, the word gypsy is taken, the G-Y-P in gypsy is taken from Egypt. They thought they were from Egypt. People ah. thought they were from Egypt. So gypsy is actually kind of a derogatory term. <laughs> Damn, we've really? been chipped. They always call themselves Romani? Roma, Romani, yes. Ah, okay. Well, we're going to have to cut you short here. We have to get back to our show. We have some live belly dancing coming up, and we actually have another belly dancer waiting outside for us. But um, thanks so much for calling in, and if you're um, interested in learning more about vegetarianism or you need any help uh, on your journey towards that, feel free to contact us through our website or come into the Evolution Cafe or however you like to get in touch with us, and we'd love to help you out. Okay. Well, thank you very much. It's been very informative. All right. Thank you. Thank Take you. care. Bye. Bye. All right. Beautiful. I love it when we have callers. Yeah, he, was, uh, he had some good questions. Yeah. Actually, I, I wanted to follow that up a little and just keep it brief, but uh, I'm, I'm curious about hula dancing and its connection. Well, let's, belly let's um, get the other belly dancer back in here yeah. before we do the rest of good the belly point. dance segment. Um, and we'll wrap it up with Selena Hare. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. We'll see you back at the cafe. Are you headed over there? Yeah, got to go to work. So there's there's going to be a big uh, vegan radio lunch party at Evolution at uh, <laughs> 1 o'clock if anyone wants to come in and meet the belly dancers and meet the stars of vegan radio. <laughs> 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 but uh, Sweet Mama's not here this week. She's in France. Shout out to Sweet Mama. <laughs> we love you, baby. All right, so uh, we're going to play a little more Rake and the Cavemen. This next song is called Mad Monk. I kind of like the title. I don't know what it sounds like. Hopefully it's as good as everything else I've heard. <laughs> and I'm going to practice a little belly maybe dancing over be, here in the corner. Maybe that'll be my name, I'll Mad Monk. Do, do you think that could be my uh, belly dance name? Sure. The Mad Monk. I'll come out with my, my bells on. And that fits in a way. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Just You just have to shave a hole in the top of your head and, and your hair, and you'll be all set. Okay. Okay, Scotty. <laughs> Yeah, it's just right, an idea. So this, this is the Mad Monk, and we'll be right back.
Like a mad monk already. <laughs> you sound like a mad monk. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, we're back. That was a special uh, pre-recorded soundbite from the Dalai Lama, and uh, we're here with the vegan belly dancers again, Shana and Amethyst. And you're listening to WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM, or maybe you're listening to our podcast at www.veganradio.com. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Maybe you're in France trying to get our streaming live broadcast. Who knows? <laughs> Bonjour, France. Bonjour, Megan. Bring back the bonbon. <laughs> 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 All right. <clears throat> we can swear in French, I think. The FCC, I'll never know. Ah. <laughs> Merde. <laughs> so, um, Amethyst, before we forget, we should talk about your workshop on Saturday. So, Amethyst is a vegan belly dancer. She's here from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And she's. The Pittsburgh with an H at the end? Gave a workshop <laughs> last night in Amherst, and she's giving one in set on Saturday in uh, Northampton at the Upstairs Studio, which is in the Fitzwillies building. One thirty, and tell us about it. Um, it'll be from one thirty to two thirty, and it is a wild tribal belly dance choreography that will be on our upcoming DVD, Electro Belly. It is a song by Rocky and the Cavemen. Um, it's actually a song that was played earlier, Osama, and it is a group choreography. So if you come alone, you can learn it solo, but if you have a troupe, you can also come. Um, the dance was originally created for three people, but we're going to adapt it to whatever crowd we get. And, uh, yeah, it's um, a lot of fun. High uh, energy. Are men allowed into this? or Men are allowed to come to this. There's okay. a lot of hair tossing. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Is that like belly hair? <laughs> well, we know a couple of guys who are probably some pretty good belly dancers and have some hair to toss, so I hope they'll show up. <laughs> there are actually a lot of um, famous male belly dancers, for instance, Jim Boz. So it's it's not women only, although it's usually thought of as being women only. If you could just speak a little closer to the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> or else talk really loud like Megan does. All right, so let's see. We've got... Oh, we've only got 11 minutes. We better get this performance going. Do you guys have any, <laughs> anything to say before you shake your bellies for us? Um, I wanted to say that the um, everyone should go check out her workshop on Saturday. The one she taught last night was amazing. She did an American cane-style belly dance. And usually um, cane belly dance is um, more of an Egyptian cabaret kind of thing. But this was a totally new spin to it, and it was really interesting. And she was a great instructor. Thank you. And um, half of the proceeds are going to the Vegan Bus Project, which you can find out more about at theveganbus.com. <clears throat> so it's it's double reason to come support. And um, we should also mention that there's a performance tonight in Shelburne, Mass., at the Art Bridge at 6.30. I will be shaking my vegan belly vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> and you can actually find out about any of these workshops and performances um, uh, at theveganbus.com or at... Pittsburgh Belly Dance. Yep, Pittsburgh Belly Dance dot com. Pittsburgh with an H. <laughs> <laughs> Burr. 
And uh, I wanted to mention one more thing. My friends Ishtar have a belly dance band in Pittsburgh, so they're going to be bringing a little more of Pittsburgh to Massachusetts. They do Jalsa parties, which are they play live uh, Middle Eastern music, and people are join um, come and dance and um, eat food and party and rock out to live music. And they're coming to Boston on Saturday, June 30th, and the details are on my website. Pittsburgh belly dance. <laughs> and if there's anyone from the area that's interested in um, learning how to belly dance, there's um, several great teachers in the area. Um, Atar Malia at shimmydance.com. She's hosting Amethyst this weekend. She's very lovely. And Rose Champagne and Shifa. And there are um, usually monthly shows that are open to the public at the Clarion Hotel in Northampton. So come check And there's us out. also a class that uh, my friends put on in... In Spirit Commons in Hadley every Monday night. So, belly dance opportunities abound. And uh, make sure you go vegan before you attempt any belly dancing. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> helps. All right, so we're going to have some, some live belly dance. Oh, all right, this is exciting. Should we clap and, and, and hoop it up and holler and stuff while you guys are We should also yes. mention we have the biggest um, audience in the studio we've ever had. We have... Uh, Selena and Shana's boyfriend is here to make sure she doesn't get out of control. <laughs> and uh, he's giving me and Scott a dirty look right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can hear that. All right, so explain um, how your hips are doing that right now. Um, if you can. Yeah, Wait, why oh, not, absolutely. Why don't one of you talk and the other one keep jingling? Okay, if you <laughs> jingle, I will uh, I'll do this little instruction here. Um, Oh, sure. <laughs> Shayna's hips are jingling. She's doing the shimmy. If you've ever seen belly dancing, you've seen very fast shaking of the hips. And the way to do that is to keep your knees just softly bent and keep your back straight, keep your pelvic area lined up and tucked. You want to squeeze your glute muscles, which means you're going to squeeze your butt muscles. And as you squeeze the glutes and keep the knees bent at an equal level, you're going to pull up rapidly hip by hip. So you're going to pull up the left hip, pull up with that thigh, and pull back with that knee, and then switch. And you want to make sure you Ooh. never lock your knees because you can really hurt them that way in belly dancing or in anything. If you lock your knees, it's not good for you. So keep your knees bent, shake your hips, and squeeze those butt muscles. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm very, uh, I'm very impressed. I want to try it out. Can you guys give me I a belt? I can teach you. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some extra belts. Hey, she brought some extra belts. You got a I've boy got belt? several. Derek, the vegan belly dancer. Watch out, world. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. So i got to put my hip up. You did it. You did it. <laughs> All right. He's doing the whole body shimmy, though. Even his uh, <laughs> eyes are shaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the caffeine. That's, my eyes are still shaking from watching you guys, I think. <laughs> All right, well, we got to... Oh, the cow liked it. That was good. So I'm, I'm sorry if I got you guys all worked up when I was shaking like that. <laughs> I think uh, Shana should come visit Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh should come back here again. I have a, a friend named Aviva who uh, is a vegan belly dancer in Pittsburgh. And we thought we were the only two vegan belly dancers in Pittsburgh separately until we met each other. So that was pretty awesome. So Shana, you should see if there are any other vegan belly dancers in your area. That would be great. I know, I know one in Connecticut, but there's another one in Connecticut. Yet. All right, they're everywhere. They're gonna all be on the vegan bus. <laughs> We're gonna have a vegan belly dance tour on the vegan bus. Book your tickets now. 
<laughs> All right. Um, so let's talk about something else. We got anything else? We got five minutes. Well, you know, I do have these uh, news stories. Why don't I mention these, and maybe everybody would want to comment on them. I'll just give them in brief. Uh, this past uh, this past month, there was a whole wonderful, exciting story. But uh, Mars UK was going to add uh, rennet from an animal uh, from animals to their chocolate bars, and uh, there was a huge uh, backlash about that. And they backed down and decided not to put them into their Snickers bars and their Mars bars, but they're going to keep putting newborn calf stomach lining into their Twix Bounty Celebrations Topic and Milky Way bars. Oh, uh, Milky Way! You can tell that's not vegan right off the top. Yep. Yeah. So uh, if you're, I don't if, think any of those are vegan. Actually. If you're in the UK and you're and you're looking to get a, a vegetarian Mars Snickers Malteser or Galaxy bar, you want the ones that have an expiration date after October or best before date after October first, two thousand seven. Wow. Prior to that, it may contain animal rennet. That is newborn calf stomach linings. Um, yummy, yummy. They were doing it to save money. I think. Sorry. Oh, I think that product is also in a lot of cheese, isn't it? Yes, rennet yes. is a, is an ingredient yes. in cheese. So uh, che- a lot of cheese isn't really even vegetarian. It's it's like got meat in it. Right, and there's a reason why rennet from animals is less expensive um, because uh, apparently animal exploitation is really cheap. And uh, it's also subsidized by many governments uh, to keep the prices down and to keep us all eating that stuff. Actually, Massachusetts just uh, made a uh, put aside some money to subsidize dairy farmers. Yep, and there's a uh, four hundred twenty thousand dollars going to a foie gras producer in uh, I forget which state now. I think it might have been New York. Is New, New York. York. Yes, thank you. That's the only place they have make foie gras. Yep, so they're uh, they're getting a grant for that. Uh, Another news story this week, uh, diabetes. Uh, apparently, a study shows that it costs about three times as much in healthcare costs for a person with diabetes, whether it's type 1 or type 2, uh, than it does for a healthy person without diabetes. Uh, so, uh, and I've actually read this in some financial news story uh, site, and they were really touting all the great money that could be made off of all the drugs that are going to be necessary in the future for all these uh, burgeoning diabetics and aging people. So invest now in those drugs, people, because it's going to be a big windfall. Diabetes, what you're getting to is that diabetes is, well, childhood onset (coughs) diabetes is definitely linked to dairy consumption. Yep. Take that, New York Times. So we're also recommending pharmaceutical companies. If you want to, you know, vertically integrate, you should uh, start buying up food companies and produce lots of bad food that produces diabetes in people, then sell them the drugs that they need to get off of that. And then pay the New York Times to run an article that slanders veganism so more people will eat meat and get sick and die. Yep. And eat a lot of pharmaceuticals before they die. (laughs) That's quite a plan. Yep. It's it's all becoming clear to me strangely all of a sudden. It's all connected in some way. Oh my God. A final story I found was that the uh, Federal Trade Commission has has come out with a study which, uh, or in any case, I'm not so sure it's a study, let me see. Basically, uh, there's this whole milk campaign. You're all familiar with it, Got Milk. You see uh, these uh, famous people with little milk mustaches. Got pus, got fecal matter, got blood. Well, Mm. yeah, the the Dairy Council's been pushing milk as a diet food. Uh, They say such things as... Uh, I think they accidentally put that T on the end. It was supposed to be a dye food. Oh, right. (laughs) They were saying, uh, hey, substitute milk for water in recipes. Hey, make soups and chowders with milk. Add milk to risotto and rice dishes. It's to die for. Order milk-based soup. 
you know, put uh, make milksicles. Make old-fashioned oats <laughs> with milk. That's just wrong. Um, yeah, well, I think it's close to ice cream. Well, I mean, cream sickness. Um, but uh, apparently those those campaigns are going to go away because the FTC is saying, you know, that it's not a diet food and uh, you're not going to – you're basically going to have to cut out all your other foods uh, and if you want to, you know. Well, I think it is a diet food because if you, if you eat enough dairy products, then eventually you'll get cancer and you'll get put on chemotherapy and then you'll lose a lot of weight. Yeah, just imagine how – what a beautiful figure you'll it's have a great way halfway to, through uh, that process. It's a great way to lose weight right before you die. Uh, All right. Well, that about wraps up our time here. We've got uh, In Spirit with Jay Deacon coming on next onto WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM. And if you're one of our many millions and kajillions of podcast listeners, thanks for tuning in again. Um, <laughs> our featured mus- musicians of the day are Rake and the Cavemen. Rake. Apparently vegan, according to Amethyst. She is vegan, and if we got her a vegan wrong, birthday cake when she was in Pittsburgh. Oh, Aww. yes. Amethyst has direct contact with this rake phenomenon. And this song is called Dulin Darbukas. <laughs> I don't I'm going to shake my shimmy. I don't know what a darbuka is, but you should see me shaking my belly. <laughs> oh, I don't know if J.D. can... Might be throwing him off his spiritual path seeing this. <laughs> And uh, thanks for tuning in. You can find any of this information on our show notes at www.veganradio.com. Megan will be back in two weeks for our next edition of Vegan Radio. And if you're in France and you see a cute vegan with big red lips, go up and say, Bonjour. Yes. <laughs> Help her find some good vegan food in France. I know it's Help difficult, her. but it's very hard. It's very difficile. We love the, en we love the dairy cow here. It's a very good dairy cow. <laughs> Salud. <laughs> bye bye. We love you all. Come again. Au revoir.